Rinpoche today continued the final perfection, the perfection of wisdom, and explained that it is the knowledge that things are not truly established. Conventional wisdom is any wisdom that is not about emptiness or cessation. Ultimate wisdom is necessarily about emptiness or cessation. Oh, gosh, Sita Kali Kasa. Sam Sopiomari. No, thank you. I think I, I'm good. Thank you so much. No, thanks. ฟอร์แมทวีคอมบายนออลออฟบุดดิสทีชิ่งส์อินทูซัมฟอร์แมทวีคอมบายนออลออฟบุดดิสทีชิ่งส์อินทูซัมฟอร์แมทวีคอม
So the divisions of wisdom, the presentation of the divisions of wisdom has three parts. Wisdom that knows the ultimate, wisdom that knows the conventional, wisdom that knows how to act for the welfare of sentient beings. Uh, So the first category, wisdom that knows the ultimate. Wisdom that knows the ultimate cognizes the reality of selflessness, either by means of a concept or in a direct manner. Um, So here, uh, the wisdom that knows the ultimate is cognizing the lack of true establishment of phenomena. Uh, so the reality of the reality that things are not truly established. So that there are two ways in which we could categorize these wi- the wisdom that is gained in relation to the reality of la- of no true establishment, no inherent existence. Uh, one is by means of a concept, and that would be any wisdom in relation to the ultimate. Uh, in relation to the ultimate that is gained from at the path of preparation or below. So ordinary beings grasp. So anything that is a wisdom that arises about the lack of true establishment of phenomena, the reality of the lack of true establishment of phenomena, that is not a direct perception. So then the... Uh, next is in a direct manner. In a direct manner refers to the wisdom realizing emptiness directly. So that occurs from the path of seeing on up. So the path of seeing, the path of meditation, and then of course the no more learning has this at all times. So um, the ordinary beings paths, the path of preparation or below, is where we find these wisdoms that arise that rely upon some kind of a sign or concept and then beyond that direct perception occurs from the path of seeing on up. Okay. So uh, when we, the way we can establish this lack of true establishment or selflessness, the reality of selflessness, uh, so the selflessness of the I, for instance, if we were to uh, try to understand this, uh, we begin to establish where this I is. And we know that 
I am here, I exist. So when I begin the investigation, I begin with the, I, the knowledge that I am here investigating. So we begin there, um, and also it becomes part of the meditation. So beginning with I exist. So if I exist, um, how do I exist? Do I exist inherently somehow? So then is my I somewhere in my parts, or, or my branches, if you will, my parts? Uh, is the eye my shape, the shape of me? Is the eye my color, my hue? Um, and then when we start to try to find this eye in this manner, uh, we don't have luck. So then we're once again stuck, well then I'm not here, but then the reality is, is that there is an eye that was investigating, I was investigating, I have come to a conclusion that, so then, where is this eye? How can this eye be if it's not findable, but it exists? And the way that it is explained is that this eye is merely named on this collection of parts and colors and shapes and hues and all of these things that come together that form as a basis of designation to be named as I. But there is no I that inherently exists separate from that. So all phenomena can be analyzed in this same fashion. So the way we looked at the I, uh, we can look, in, in the manner that we looked at the I, we can look at any other phenomena and apply the same uh, reasoning and arrive at the same conclusion. Okay. Um, all right, I always try to go above my knowledge. I don't know why I step in this trap every time. Um, so, uh, um, the wisdom, um, the Ditsyanja Surla Ramche. Tatu Juji Sama. Leso. Tatu Juji Sama Sunyedu. So when we look at um, ultimate, uh, the ultimate, or ultimate, Dundan Demba, Dundan Demba. If we look at ultimate truth, we can divide, divide it into two categories, emptiness and true cessations are also under that category. Um, and then I asked in the debate format, well, why? Why are true cessations ultimate? Um, and it has to do with it. Um, it is the final recognition it is a it is a it abiding in a state of the final um, it's abiding in a state of emptiness uh, it's something to this effect it's this the final realization abiding in the final realization so because it's you're abiding in the ultimate and, and it's part of cessation then it categorically goes under um, ultimate truth so you could investigate that further um, I'm not going to do that here though so if we were to then the Dasidan Gechashena Kali Kali Gangensena Dasidan Injikezu Kali Kabudu. then if we were to compare the two topics, um, so we're looking at them, are they three possibilities, four possibilities, mutually exclusive or synonymous? 
when we, we look at those four possibilities, that, um, and we were to compare the phenomena emptiness, the tomba nidang, the, and ultimate truth, there would be three permutations or three possibilities. Okay, so if we were to look at what pervades what, so kangla kangi kyap, so what pervades what then? If it's three possibilities, one has to pervade something. So then the answer would be, if it is emptiness, it is necessarily ultimate truth. But if it is ultimate truth, it is not necessarily emptiness. Posit that which is not emptiness, cessation. So, Dene? Dene, Nika Yimba? Nika Yimba, Dene, Dene, So then, something that would be both would be the um, hearer's into cessation. The hero cessation would the nyentu goden tomba niyen? Nika yimba. Nika yimba. Yo, we gotta redo that. One. Uh, the then nika tomba ni dan dundan demba nika yimbi mu? Nika dundan demba nika nyentu goden jandiro. Nyentu goden tomba ni yomare. Nika Yimbi Mu. Doni Dopi The subject, okay. So something which would be both would be the subject form is not truly established. Would be both ultimate truth and emptiness. So the subject form is not truly established. Uh, so this would be uh, the common locus. Uh, so um, if we find that if it's emptiness, it's um, ultimate truth. If it's ultimate truth, it's not necessarily emptiness. Posit that. Hearer's cessation. Hearer's cessation is not emptiness, but it is um, ultimate truth. Then something which is both, common locus, uh, you would say um, the subject form is not truly established. Then Nika Mayimbi then uh, the, something which is neither is so many things. Um, neither ultimate or emptiness, very conventional truth. So when we look at uh, conventional, it's any phenomena that isn't... Um, Doni Mayimbi Chu. Doni Mayimbi Chu. So phenomena, it's really read strange when it goes. Tony Dangoden Karumahimbi Chu. So if it is a phenomena that is neither among the two, emptiness or cessation, then it is a phenomena that is conventional. Okay. Dixon. 
Okay, so wisdom that knows the conventional. Wisdom that uh, knows the conventional is wisdom that is proficient at the five topics of knowledge. The ornament for the Mahayana Sutra says, Without making effort at the five topics of knowledge, even supreme noble beings do not reach omniscience. So they must strive for so for these so as to refute others, care for others, and to know everything. So the topics are distinguished by the different sorts of purposes for pursuing them. Uh, so here it will show the reasoning behind why uh, we pursue them. Uh, so to refute those who do not believe in the teaching, you pursue knowledge of grammar and logic. So grammar and logic uh, would be, um, grammar would be, for instance, Pali and Sanskrit, uh, other languages um, in order to um, be able to debate um, and to 
Um, and, and as a translator's note, this isn't in a competitive way. This isn't, we're in the wisdom section. So this isn't a way to solidify your wisdom and help others have wisdom. So you are refuting them for the sake of helping them have wisdom. It's not a competition. You see the quote also in Madhyamika Avatara, Chandrakirti's text. So is this, uh, sorry about that. Just wanted to make that note because it reads a little bit like refuting others. Um, and that the point is to help, all bring a, help other sentient beings, um, not for competition. So to refute those who do not believe in the teaching, you pursue knowledge of grammar uh, and logic. Um, so to be able... Uh, to use correct signs uh, and reasoning to, to provide these points to others so that um, you can establish what you're saying to someone who doesn't believe in it and, and um, establish it in a, in a way that um, is incontrovertible when we look at it in terms of signs and reasoning. Um, to help those who do not believe, you pursue knowledge of arts and medicine. Arts is a big category. Building houses is under arts. Um, just any, um, anything um, would be, that's a very broad category. So you might need to, um, uh, someone might not, for instance, have anywhere to live. So uh, you, you might need to help them build a house or help them with their house if, if something needs to be fixed. Uh, so uh, that's um, arts. Um, and then also, all of the things we would think of as arts would fall under arts as well. And then medicine um, if, would be, you know, becoming a doctor or knowing all about medicine to be able to help sentient beings. Um, and then uh, to achieve knowledge for, of all for yourself, you pursue Buddhist knowledge, but to attain Buddhahood, there are no such distinctions between them. You must pursue all topics of knowledge. Um, so it's saying, uh, obviously, you need to study Buddhism and, and no Buddhism, but in terms of becoming a Buddha, all of these are equally important. So you, knowing the arts would be as important as knowing Buddhism in this context because it's an object of knowledge that's necessary to know to become a Buddha. Rinpoche, dan ripa kanga yuna namchen dan yomarebe? The shanchu samba, the ripa kanga yurebe? I was just asking Rimache. It sounds like if it's asking one to become omniscient before he or she is a Buddha. And he said it's not really omniscience. Similar, because you are trying to know all things. Um, uh, there's a cause and effect. Okay. So Rimache said that it's similar. It's a similitude to omniscience, but a bodhisattva who has maybe achieved this. If they're still a he or she's still a bodhisattva, they aren't omniscient yet, but they know all. Even if they know all of this, there's some distinction. Rimche said, "Decent." So bodhisattvas can be found in all six realms of cyclic existence, in the three lower realms and the three higher realms. So we have bodhisattvas in all of those places, learning all, learning everything in all six realms. So Rinpoche is questioning now. He's saying that there are bodhisattva... The... Lo Shanchu Semba Yurube? 
Yeah. Okay, so there are bodhisattvas that are nagas, um, and then Rinpoche is questioning whether uh, they have this knowledge of the five because they're animals. Anagas and animals. So when you start to break it down, okay, anaga. What's anaga? Naga falls into the category of an animal realm. So how could an animal have? They have these riches and so forth. But how could they have these knowledges? Because they don't. It's one of the characteristics of the the animal realm that they're d- ignorance. It's the main one of the main problems. Um, so um, Rimache is saying, could they have these five topics of knowledge if they're anaga? And so he just put the question up there, out there. But the the one who would most readily achieve it would be a human bodhisattva would be able to learn these most learn these the most readily accessible something like that easiest Dixon. Lesso. Sejin Sante Um, so number three, wisdom that knows how to act for the welfare of living beings. Um, previously, we went over the 11 ways to work for others uh, in Pabunka Rinpoche's Liberation in the Palm of Your Hand. It's already on video, so we needn't go through it again, or you can find it in the text, uh, Liberation. Um, Wisdom that knows how to act for the welfare of living beings knows the way to accomplish blamelessly the welfare of beings in their present and future lives. <clears throat> uh, so, um, Rinpoche didn't really comment very much on that. 
Wisdom that knows how to act for the welfare of living beings. He just referenced those 11 points in the uh, liberation. How to practice. When you develop the three types of wisdom, you do so in association with the six supremacies and all six perfections. Uh, the, gen uh, the generosity of wisdom is establishing others in wisdom after you have est established, stabilized yourself in it. The remaining perfections are presented, are as presented before. Uh, so the six, and uh, Rinpoche was explaining uh, the six supremacies or this, uh, um, the excellence of these six, uh, and the six perfections are the actual perfections, going to the other side, the causal going to the other side, resultant going to the other side. Perfection is literally translated as going to the other side. So sometimes I automatically just translate it as that. So if you hear me say that, it's just going to the other side. The other shore is what this perfection really means. Uh, if you were to break, and we've just decided on perfection because uh, the six going to the other sides would just take so much explanation. So they've choos chosen perfection. So Rinpoche said supremacies and perfections are similar, but there's just um, a different way of thinking about them. Um, that's all. Uh, but it's just the supremacy of the six and the actual six. Um, so it's a way of looking at the six. The generosity of his wisdom is establishing others in wisdom after you have stabilized yourself uh, in it. The remaining perfections are presented before, as presented before. So we have cause, I went over, we have causal and resultant uh, perfection. When we're looking at the six perfection, the causal and resultant perfection of uh, generosity, ethics, uh, patience, effort, uh, or uh, perseverance, uh, uh, concentration, and wisdom. Uh, so uh, when those are the six perfections. So, the, um, uh, so if you were to literally translate it, you'd say the each among them that has gone to the other side. So, to the other side, other shore, meaning from not perfect to perfect. That's the other shore. The other side is perfect. Deekson. ロンシェロラネネジェンツチロンゴバイナシェロチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチチ
تیتر دوگا نیکی لانچی جونشین دوگا نیکی لانچی جونشین پاشین ٹھولے سانتین لا نیالین زین با چونزی نالا چونزی نالا جنگا لا نیازو لیبی زین با نو نایوز تدا کی نیالین جی نی دو باتان نیشی جی بی تا چونزی شی با یین تیس تا جنم جی دنم کلا نو دوا ね。嗯哼。对的，东阿尼，东东阿尼给拉起中心，中心的学生，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的人，新都的
um, so that uh, we one can um, gen- then generate half of the collection necessary to become a Buddha. Um, so we have the collection of exalted wisdom and then the collection um, of merit or method. Um, and it is this um, collection of wisdom that um, gives rise to, in terms of the bodies of the Buddha, the truth body. Um, so uh, that's why the importance of and the connection in terms of concordance results um, is. So um, that is in terms of, and then the um, collection of merit creates the form bodies, the emanation and, and enjoyment bodies. Uh, so here, wisdom is important uh, to gain because it's the other half of what is necessary uh, from method, wisdom, to achieve Buddhahood. Uh, next, aspire to the wisdom at those high levels and then train your mind in it. From this moment, you must strive to produce the three types of wisdom, the method for completing the peerless great collection of sublime wisdom, and you must study. For if you do not do this, you contradict the principal precept and will then be destroyed by faults and infractions. In future lives as well, you will not take pleasure in broad learning. Consequently, you will be unable to learn the bodhisattva training. So um, by not engaging, it creates a barrier to one's future lives, connecting to training in it, connecting to knowing it, connecting to um, wanting to study it. So uh, it's for that reason that um, uh, one needs to maintain a stable connection with, with this uh, wisdom and, and the, um, understanding it through the series of wisdoms, the three types, um, in order to achieve um, a complete understanding of something. Um, whereas if in this life you strive at the methods of developing wisdom, you prevent the infraction of not training in the six perfections as promised, then in other lives as well, as the questions of the Sabahu Sutra says, you will easily be able to complete the perfections, the perfection of wisdom. Um, so when we look at um, what was promised, that's in terms of the bodhisattva vow. Uh, this is uh, assuming because we're in the six perfections. Translators note: we're in the six perfections section. So when someone becomes a bod- gets bodhicitta, then he or, ha- he or she has aspiring bodhicitta. Then once he or she takes the bodhisattva vow, it's engaged bodhicitta, and then they practice the six perfections. So the assumption that's that is that that's where we're at in the terms of where the the person studying this is in realization. Um, as pro- then in other lives as well as the questions of Sabahu Sutra says, you'll easily be able to complete the perfection of wisdom. Nowadays, from among the six perfections, the center post of both the Sutra and Tantra path. There exist in slight measure the stages of the practice of meditative stabilization, but the stages of the practice of the other five perfections have disappeared. Therefore, I have explained the key points of their practice in abbreviated form and a little of the method for generating certain knowledge of them. Um, so uh, here it's saying that um, most there seems to be a lot of focus now on meditation and not a lot of focus um, um, uh, uh, on the other five, wisdom, generosity, ethics, um, 
patience and perseverance. So uh, that is a um, point that's made here. Uh, so if we were to then look at the differences between sutra and tantra, um, so it says the center post of both sutra and tantra paths, uh, the six perfections are. Um, so uh, if you want to be successful in practicing sutra or want to be successful in practicing tantra, all of these six perfections are indispensable. Um, one can't just take one or two. All six are necessary. Um, so if we were to ask what are the differences between sutra and tantra, it's in terms of how one practices um, and um, whether or not there, is, there are the four purities being engaged in. So the four purities are purity of basis, purity of environment, um, purity of enjoyments, and purity of activities. Um, so these four purities are found in the tantric vehicle, but not in the sutra vehicle. So any path or practice of pathways that doesn't categorically that doesn't have these four characteristics would be sutra. Um, anything that has these characteristics would be tantra. Okay, Dixong Rimache, the Donga Chapa Susu and Tabata Taji Shambal and Gobalas, what is Santana? Zebataba in what? Zebataba. Then the Santana in and whenever you are the Gona, Jusen Carasana, Denzig Chuna, Debamadubala, Debatuba Zone, Lesane, and then Gasson was over to run to us, to Ayena, and then what the Debamaduba, Debamaduba to be sure of Simbugune. And so Denzin so these four purities um, are 
practiced in the following way. So if we, we're going to use Tara as the example of the deity. Um, so when we meditate on Tara, um, so first, uh, the first category is purity of environment. Um, so when we engage in this meditation, we imagine that the environment that we are, in by, are abiding in is the actual, for instance, if we're in a, a house, we imagine that it's actual palace of Tara herself and that we're in the pure land of Tara herself. So we imagine that our environment is the environment of Tara. Next, uh, the, the basis, the purity of basis. When we generate ourselves as Tara herself, um, we are imagining that we truly are Tara. Um, it's not a dual or two things happening where we're, we are meditating on Tara. We are meditating as Tara. Um, so we imagine that we are Tara and that the place that we are, our abode is Tara's abode and that the enjoyments that we use are pure enjoyments. The waters and drinks are nectars and foods are nectars and so forth. Um, so we imagine that everything that we utilize within this perfect environment is a perfect enjoyment, uh, that one of which the Tara would enjoy herself. Uh, then, the finally, is the perfect activities. So when we're meditating on Tara, when we're sending out the light rays from a seed syllable that then um, goes out to sentient beings and then uh, um, and out to the universe and, and then the, the, uh, um, the giving and taking of this light rays, um, I, that was a really bad placement because giving and taking is a sutra practice. So um, the um, emanation of these light rays that then go out um, is something uh, while you're imagining yourself as Tara is something that is different um, in the Tantra tradition that can't be found um, in the sutra tradition. Um, so the, the utilization of these rays. And as a translator's note, in the initiation, you use these rays to hook light and so forth um, and to bring them back into, um, in, into you. Um, they go first to the Tara and self-generation and then to you to purify so then you become a suitable basis to become one with Tara herself. Um, so it's a similar... Uh, so this giving of the lights and so forth isn't found um, in the sutra tradition in this way. Um, so that is how you would um, do this Tara practice. And the reason for this is so that you eventually go from an imagination, an imagined practice, to the transformation into that actual deity. So you, and as a translator's note, I want to make this clear, you don't become, when you become a Buddha, if you practice Tara, you don't become her. You, you are your mental continuum as a Buddha. All Buddhas have these, the same qualities of omniscience and so forth. So it would be um, Lich Buddha, um, that through Tara practice, Lich Buddha became. Um, it wouldn't be now Lich is Tara. When we say this in Tantra, we become one taste with Tara. It means those qualities, the perfect body, speech, and mind that she possesses becomes 
one with ours. And so ours becomes pure body, speech, and mind. So it's using an example of a deity who has this purity to imagine ourselves as that pure um, being. Um, it's using it as a, um, an example of our own potential. Okay, that's the best way to say it. it. We're meditating on an example of what we ourselves will become. But when I say we will become, it doesn't mean we become her. We, we obtain all of her excellent qualities. So, uh, but we don't take on her identity. Tara stays Tara. Tara won't change. Tara is Tara for good. Um, and and um, that's, in his translator's note, that's her enlightened name. But Tara, before she was Tara, was many lives just like we have had. Okay, uh, enough. Um, so um, we're, we're using our imagination so that it later becomes our actual reality. We're familiarizing ourselves with this reality and all that comes with it. Um, so um, this is something that's exclusive to Sutra and Tantra. And then it's this grasping at true establishment of ordinary appearances is also um, um, negated. And it is the grasping at true establishment that give establishment of things as being this or that that gives rise to the lower realms of cyclic existence. Um, so, um, just a slight presentation of what the tantric vehicle and um, how the tantric vehicle uses um, imagination to transform. Imagination becomes a familiarization with what's imagined, and then once you're familiar, you it's almost acting as if until you are. Dixon. <laughs> So all of the previous bodhisattvas relied on the six perfections. All of the current bodhisattvas will rely on the six perfections. And all future bodhisattvas will rely on these six perfections. Shout 
Therefore, I have explained the key points of the, their practice in abbreviated form and a little of the method for generating certain knowledge of them. Below, I will teach at length two topics that come from the classic texts, the stages of how to pr practice insight, wisdom that observes the nature of reality and diversity of phenomena, and the stages of practice of meditative serenity, which is meditative stabilization. All bodhisattvas who will attain Buddhahood do so in reliance upon the six perfections. The bodhisattva level says this emphatically at the conclusion of its discussions of each of the six perfections. Hence, these six perfections are known to be are to be known as the one path traveled by bodhisattvas of the past, present, and future. And because these six are the great ocean of all virtues, they are the perfect summary of all the key points of practice. The Bodhisattva level states, Bodhisattvas who attain unsurpassed perfect enlightenment by these six perfections are called a great river, a great ocean of virtues. Generosity and so forth are the most precious causes of all excellent things for all living beings. Accordingly, there is nothing comparable to the perfections immeasurable completion of the collections of merit and sublime wisdom and their fruit of unsurpassed perfect enlightenment. Dopo mambo yo mare dop tene Ta na ju me je pa shi tu je ju me je du ngo bo je Ta na ju me je pa shi tu sa ne Ta je ju me je du ngo bo je je gan le gan do Mhm Ye ba je ju ju me ba je be do do je la nga je ju me je je that 
a couple of them and then these other dogs and they were very like vicious and rambunctious and he would just say when they were going crazy you know and coming at people he would say jesse okay shingo okay so he would say it in this very pleasant calm way and there was chaos going on but he was still speaking in this very calm gentle fashion so whenever Rinpoche explains kind of this kind of speech this way of talking he always says Jesse okay and that is just him reminding me of the time with Datsa Rinpoche and he was very kind and would just stay in the midst of chaos just stay as calm as could be and and this that's the pleasant speech speaking in a way that is very easy on the ear so much you know 10 15 years I remember him talking to his dogs it was so pleasant so um, he, so anyway, I just wanted to tell that story um, and just tell everybody that the love that Datsa Rinpoche has passed on really had for Rinpoche um, because Rinpoche is such an amazing scholar. Um, working at Ames is setting disciples to work on the aims as they have been taught or involving them in correctly taking up these aims. Um, so this is teaching one's students, one's followers, um, the proper way uh, to do to behave um, um, and, and how to, if they wish to achieve a certain goals, such as Buddhahood or the lower uh, liberations or higher realms, there are specific ways to do that. Um, and then the next is consistency of behaviors. This is, if one is teaching something to others, then one has to be practicing what they're saying to others. Um, so this is the consistency of one's own behavior, meaning is stabilizing yourself in the very aims in which you have established others and then training in them. Um, the ornament for the Mahayana Sutra says, so ornament for Mahayana Sutra is one of uh, the um, five treatises of Mahayana's doctrine, it's called. Um, uh, there are uh, two ornaments, Jen Yi, the, the Jetsun Shamba, the the Bechanga Jenny Modu Jendu the Jenny Utanaj Julama. Julama. Okay. Julama. So we have the five treatises of Matreya's doctrine are as follows. The discrimination of phenomena and nature of phenomena, discrimination of the middle way and the extremes, then the ornaments, the ornament of the Mahayana Sutra and the ornament for clear realization. And then the fifth is the sublime, sublime continuum of the great vehicle. Uh, so uh, this quote that we have here is from one of the five treatises of Maitreya. Um, so this is, uh, states, Generosity is the same as before, teaching the perfections. So the generosity of giving the teachings. Teaching the perfections, involving others in taking them up and involving yourself. Um, are asserted to be pleasant speech, working at the aims and consistency of behavior respect, respectively. Um, so this is teaching it to others, but doing these practices that you are teaching to others yourself and stabilizing yourself in what you yourself are passing to others. Uh, so making sure you're stabilized in what you are, are teaching to others. Digson Rameshe. Da 
Google Martin, Susukano Gajon Tanjina, and Chujima de Gurta. The Yanjir Surna, the Awasum, the Kali Kalika, Chujimba, Sanzin Jimba, Sanzin, the Kala, Kala to the Don, the raw material, and then Manjibi Jimba. Fearlessness. Manjibi Jimba, and the Budget Chunmakan Yunguna, and the Chuntuba, you know, Manjibi Jimba Manabe. And the modern Tandu, the modern Langal, the Buddha. But the Saja Yubayena, what the Massiva Yubayena, to the Majibijima Marbe, Majibijimba, Majibijimba, then a tree jimba, Sazing Jimba, Majibijimba, teacher, Jimba's wounded through the ah. Then a tattoo shirt and two, and the Jane turned the Shibayena, and Susuka Yalaja Woodhurs, and Kajan Hemogen Shay Woodhurs. What does it sound for And do you just end up handing this? Is it the Mazon of Pentu member? Less so. The Nay, the Gachin Nimpa, the Datsa Rimbache, the Nay Detsa Logi Lasso, Nama, the key. Just you okay? So, um, when we look at generosity, um, so we go back to this generosity is the same as before. Um, so generosity is divided into three categories, the generosity of giving dharma, the generosity of giving material things, and the generosity of giving fearlessness. Uh, so these are divided, um, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the meaning of these are as follows. Giving of dharma is teaching. Um, uh, um, giving the, it's here, um, teaching the, the, the proper ways to get to what uh, the disciple is um, uh, um, trying to achieve. So um, teaching the disciples properly and setting them in a direction that will allow them to achieve their aims, achieve their goals. Um, so this is the giving of the Dharma, the generosity of Dharma. Uh, the next generosity of material things is giving away material things, food and drinks and money, things like that. Um, and then fearlessness. Um, so the generosity of fearlessness or giving fearlessness, for instance, if there's a bug drowning in water, if you can somehow gently take the bug out and save it from drowning, uh, this would be generosity of fearlessness. Or if when you're driving down the road and you try to avoid an animal or try to avoid a, a being of some sort or a bug, uh, you, you try you try to stop or you try to avoid it, then this is the generosity of give, of fearlessness or giving fearlessness. Um, so there are many different examples, but those were two Rinpoche gave. Um, so we need to recognize uh, that these are important, um, but um, we also have to make sure that the other four ways, of, other three ways of gathering disciples are there as well. So we need to have this generosity and then also speak pleasantly, make sure that we're working at the aims, meaning they w wish to achieve Buddhahood. We shouldn't be teaching them a way to achieve something else. Um, and then uh, consistency of behavior is making sure that our own behavior is concordant with what we're teaching. Uh, and and, and there, our practices are concordant with the practices that we're teaching. Um, Dig, 
Okay, so number two, the reason they are stipulated as four. Why are the ways of gathering disciples set of four? And it, this is all written in a debate context. So it says, Chishir, which is what you say when uh, someone establishes something that you don't believe. You say, why? Um, so this is like, uh, um, why? Why are there set as four? Um, and it says, reply. In order to gather a, f- a following of disciples for the sake of establishing them in virtue, they must first be pleased. So they have to like um, you, they have to like the process, they just have to find joy in it, it has to be attractive to them, um, so for this reason, it says that the, the teacher first pleases the disciples in various ways um, this moreover depends on your giving them material things, providing benefit to their bodies, so helping them meaning medicine or helping them in some way, um, because by giving food and drink to someone, by you're helping their body, you're helping them to be well. Um, so this is an example of how a material thing would benefit their body. Um, thus, please, they must first must know how to connect to the path. Um, so the teacher needs to give the appropriate instruction um, that will make them want to practice. So. Um, has to ma- give the, the, the reasoning behind it, if you will. 
Um, providing benefit of their bodies. Thus please, they first must know how to connect to the path. That is to say, by using pleasant speech to explain the teaching, you cause them to cast away ignorance and doubt, and then to correctly apprehend the aims. Once they have understood these, you cause them to accomplish virtue by working at these aims. However, if you have not accomplished virtue yourself, when you say to others, you have to engage in this, you have to reject that, they will say, why do you tell others accomplish this aim when you do not accomplish it yourself? Uh, you still need somebody else to correct you. Um, so this, it's important to pra practice what you're telling your students to do so they don't see you as a hypocrite or see you as um, yeah, the hypocrite. Um, accomplish this aim. Uh, you still need somebody else to correct you. They will not listen to what they have to practice. So if they don't have faith in you and they lose, they don't think you're, then they won't listen to you any longer. But if you are practicing yourself, they will think this person is established in virtue to which he or she is leading us. So we will definitely derive benefit and happiness if we accomplish it. So seeing uh, um, the student sees the teacher as a role model um, and there's nothing to deride, so it's for that reason the faith is, stays intact. They then either engage in it anew, or for those who have already engaged in it, do not reject it and become stable in it. So, for this, you have to be consistent in your behavior. Uh, the ornament of, for the Mahayana Sutra says, Know the ways to gather disciples to be for. A method to give benefit involving others in comprehending the teaching, involving them in engaging, and in likewise involving yourself. Uh, so this again is uh, the ornament for the Mahayana Sutras, one of Maitreya's texts that is among the five treatises uh, of Maitreya doctrine, and this summarizes the points that have been made uh, above um, about the pleasing or giving benefit uh, involving others in comprehending the teachings, teaching it to them, uh, involving them and engaging and them to actually engage in the practice to uh, apprehend the aims and then uh, oneself actually practicing what one is teaching. Uh, so these are the four as presented by Lama Tsongkhapa and the from the ornament for the Mahayana Sutras. Uh, so at this point we're going to do question and answer period. Chay said. So please ask questions. Okay. Um, my question is, I don't know if it's silly or not, but I hear so much about Maitreya. Okay. And I was just wondering, like, is he going to come to Earth anytime soon? Okay. The, the Nampa. Jetsun Shamba Mambo Gichi Shegudu. Jetsun Shamba, the... Natsu Zambaling, the Arila Gemma Yongore? Arila Dandrar, the Natsu Zambaling. Jetsun Shamba, Gemma Yongore? Pegore? Sanjiniba or Jagadujinella, Josh Amba Pegores, Tanda Shajaman Budarwa, Lesser. Moba know the Josh Amongo with the Jagadujinella, Sanjiniban Zagores. So Jakar Jagore? Jagadujin. Okay. Um, so um, it states that Lord Maitreya is the Buddha that comes into our world 
after Buddha Shakyamuni. So the, Lord Maitreya will be the next Buddha to arrive. And it states that he will be born, it's prophesied as he, so he will be born um, in Bodhagaya. Bodhagaya. Uh, in India. But it's a long time away. Like if you read, like it's the lifespan goes, It's check it out. Yeah, it's not tomorrow. <laughs> Unless things really start happening quick. We've kind of asked a variation of this question before, but how do we know what we should be focusing our attention on, what we should be focusing our practice on oh, okay. today in Western, you know, like for us here in the room, like, uh -huh. you know, we're not in the monasteries, we're not monks, you know, how, you know, we read these teachings, but they are in theory for more advanced practitioners. But so, how, you know, what does Rinpoche recommend that we, if we have to divide our time and our attention into our practice, are there certain aspects that he thinks we should be focusing on? Like, how do we know where we're at in our development? And, you know, in, if you talk about future lives and our development, how do we know, like, what the essence is that we should be focusing on today if we have, you know, options? Um, okay, then, Kontriwa, the Natsu the Genye, Natsu Japa Yomare, Natsu Ani Yomare, Dan Sunsang, lots of lake a la drongu, lots of chinsang ere, lots of chela tsapo, the Nima Dakpar, the chela tsapo, Nima Dakpar, the lake a mumbo ere, Yene, lots of nampichu, nyamlen che tugudu, Yene, the nampichu, the landang chichen, the mumbo ere, then tanda ngatsu the shine dan latung. Becha logudu. Ngatsu de le mason, gangin sine le ngatsu de shine hakumare latung, de gonjana, the nyune omare, gangin sine ngatsu sarpa, sardandar. De dain sinsan ngatsu de chera kali kapu lo, yene ngatsu de nyanlen che kali kapu du. Dene de Chan salo garibe, Natsu sarpa, Natsu drapa yomare, ani yomare, dutsu mambo yomare, then kandre Natsu gari nyanlen chegadu, gari pentokshu, Natsu susur, gangisuna Natsu kanga, kakare, Natsu sheba, kakare, jewangama, lojung she, kakare. Then Natsu the Lam Natsu Kabiare Kanga Kakare. Then Natsu Kandre Hakodu Pentoshu. Kandre. I asked in a very clear, detailed manner. That did not so Less so. One of them Less so. In a church, the Saint told Jenner the Saint of the Marvels. Legajina. Then, then, 
Shamba da ninji yakshu? Yene konsampa chikshena mekashi the nejon saludangu. Shamba da ninji the gonja tugumari kalikaldu. Dene ngatsu kandre the ngatsu susur. Kandre hakogudu. Ngatsu jantro the nimadak par lojung she. Ninji lojung she. Yene ninji nimadak par lojung she. Jantro mashena. Pentogamari, they can't get you. Tambo Nipa Sumba, Yurebe? Tantabon is a Kayama Susan, Susan, Totoro, Lesso. Lecayena, Sanazan Tanturo, Lesso. Lecajena, Sel Doni Santanture, Hija Santanture, Sanju Santanture, San Susurangarota. Two San Turtiades. The name, the Nyamlen. Jipu song dang drar ke chample du the the jount the the tambo chenin gens detsu the tambo the chenin densu gonja mambo chenin densu yapo yapo chana then a jountro lojuns did dang drar that don't know chenin densu that that number so so chit to the abishesuna lesser and chenin densu leg laying with a mato tamany and chenin densu. Okay. Um, so, uh, yes, there are, um, it is very true. As lay persons in the West, there are a lot of duties to do. Everyone has to go to work. Um, everyone has many activities with their family and many responsibilities and things that they have to carry out. But, while all of this going on is going on, our mind, in a lot of ways, is free. If we're doing physical activities, um, our mind isn't bound by that activity in a complete way. So we can be driving, we can be carrying out a physical task. Rimish is thinking something like hammering or mowing. We can be carrying out these physical tasks um, while meditating. So our mind is free at all times when we're engaging in, you know, things like that. So there's a lot of time during the day where we are working, but our mind is free. So our mind can be meditating and thinking and, and doing analytical meditation while we're engaging in our worldly activities. And we're then incorporating these thoughts into our worldly daily activities. And, 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 and using these practices to kind of move forward on the path um, through our daily activities, generating more love, generating more compassion. Now, everyone in this room is at a different place, uh, path-wise. Um, everyone has different karma, previous lives, different things they've studied. Yes, we have common karma because we're all here together, translator's note. But everyone here is on a different place in a way. So I asked Rinpoche, so do we begin then with Guru devotion and then see how we are with... And Rinpoche said, that'd be very difficult to do that because why would you even study a Guru devotion if you didn't feel like Buddhism as an overview made sense? So why would you... So Rinpoche said he thinks that what you do is you get the overview of the generality of the way the path works. Um, the three principal paths lay it out. First this, then that, then this. You get the general overview, and then you as an individual, as you go through these, um, you know, you go from the 
as, after you have this in, overview and realize that you are attracted to it, and then you begin to go through the stages as they're presented, if you have this prior, prior realization, it'll be very easy and you'll go right through it. It'll be something that you'll know when you get to this barrier that you don't have a past familiarity with it. This is after you really, really know and have studied and really like what we're doing. And, and then what we're doing, if you go back to the first volume, this is a translator's note, you'll see that there are stages. It tells you where you start, and then you do this, then you do that. Once you have that overview, you do um, translator's note again. There's, there's a meditation that's called glancing meditation, running meditation, where you're not analyzing it. You can meditate in 15 minutes the whole lam rim. You know, you're just glancing through the whole thing. Um, that's kind of the overview. So the, in one of Pabunga Rinpoche's like, short texts, he says you glance the whole path and then you go to where you stuck. And then you, then you, you know what I mean? You glance the whole path and then you focus on your area you're working on right then and there. And then you get past it like a year later and then you're some, the next one. But every day you're glancing the whole thing. Um, so I can show you that. It's in appendices. I'll bring it next week. It's a really great text I think everyone should read. Um, it really shows you how to apply the Lam Rim. Um, but, uh, so your mind isn't bound at all times to your work. So you can utilize that time to change your mind and transform it into one that will, will cause Buddhahood. Um, so everybody's at a different place. You'll be able to determine that based on where you, while you're familiarizing, whether it's like so clear or it's not, and when it's not, you've got to gut it through analysis and figure it, and then you'll um, arrive at it's true, or, or not, and then you've got another barrier to, to figure out why it's not. Um, so it's getting clarity throughout, through all of this and understanding it in your own way. So the mind is so important. What creates the three realms? A mind. My question is about the actual experience of emptiness. Um, like where all of a sudden all thought stops. Um, and then you're in a state where uh, you rest in what is. I was just wondering, is that an experience of emptiness or a part of emptiness? And um, if not, you know. So you're experience? asking if when you... So it's, um, I just want to be able to relate this question. Do you mean like, um, like this idea that you're chopping wood and spontaneously you see emptiness and then your mind, like this kind of like it's sudden, a, like everything stops and like your mind empties? Or, it's really a process up to that. Like you would have this very firm inference. You would understand it intellectually as clear as day before you realize it in the way you're speaking of. So I just want to ask the question correct. Let's say you're like chopping wood. 
and all and you're thinking you know and you're but you're in a calm state and then it happens all of a sudden well what is all of a sudden how have you heard all of this or stops but how but i've never heard of say all of a sudden just you know what i mean like somebody's doing something and all of a sudden they're in like a state of i've never heard of such think. a thing they have no desire to think you have no desire to think you have you heard of such a thing happening like somebody just all of a sudden is catatonic like no you're not catatonic in any way you are there i know i'm just trying to figure out what experience if you're talking about something you've read in a text that's happened to somebody no, something that's happened to I've you i've experienced this so i okay and i'm just wondering if if that has something to do with emptiness okay okay um and, and i i'm always just asking all these questions i'm asking because if i don't clearly ask Rinpoche the question then we're not going to get the answer to the question you're asking he might answer a different question and then it'll leave everyone confused the Doni Dopi Shera the Tomalena the Tomani Ton the the Konde Segdungama Konsampa Chikshina Kon the Doni Dopi Shera Yure Gangis the Mekashi the Sampa Natsu Lekache the Mekashi Shin Shin Ja then a the Leka the Salodan 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 then a the Keji Salo Mindu Yomare the Salo Yomare the Sheda Tomba the Dopa Yomare Salo Yomare the Karma Kashi Chikshena the Tomba Ni Tomba Ni that the Nichis were when a Nasajin was not what the Suzuki Yala to Namaros and Nayo Maribasana Nayo Yuroa ngade <laughs> Then Natsu Lanka Kambajadu. Then a Natsu Tombaniton. The Natsu Kambaja, then a Natsu the Den, then the Natsu Sem Tomba. Sem Salo Yomari. Sem the Sem Sem Tomba. Sem Jepag Sema Gu. Don't you do be sure of Jepag Sema Gu? Lobjung Gu? Make Hashi Kaylan Lobjung Gugumari. Okay, the Kanga look the Gaiche Shay Ronang Rimache. The Tambo, the Jepag Sema. Tambo Jusen Latin Shay. Okay, the Kanga Ronang. Tambo Jutsen. Jusen Latin Shay is. That Tambo Kuachasuna. That only is a vegetarian man doing a Kuachasuna. Tujung Shiros is. Lesso. Then Jusen Latin Latin Yabangasuna. Jebatsamas. Sanjun is. Okay, the true. Okay, so the process of seeing emptiness is a very 
long process that has very specific um, um, stages that lead up to an actual direct realization of it. Um, so first you hear about the subject of emptiness. You hear that um, I am not truly established because of dependent origination. This book is not truly established because of dependent origination. Um, uh, when we, we analyze the nature of reality, we come to the conclusion that things do not inherently exist, though they do exist, they just don't inherently exist. They all are here, but the way that we perceive them to be here is incorrect. So once we hear this teaching, then we have what's called the wisdom arisen from hearing. So then we take this information, once we've understood the information that's come into our ears, meaning that it's been said in English, it's said in a language we understand, the words that were told to us were words we understand, so then we have this subject in our mind that we can then use to analyze because we've heard it. Then we get what's called the, the wisdom arisen from analysis. And this is the process where we begin to go from this just understanding at an intellectual level of just a base understanding to where we combine calm abiding and special insight, meaning we have, we've gained single-pointed concentration and have the ability, as a translator's note, to focus on one object without any distraction or thought for four hours straight. So you have single-pointed concentration, and you can unite that with this wisdom and analysis. Once you've united this wisdom, uh, which is analysis, with the single-pointed concentration, you've got a calm abiding that's united with a special insight, you have what's called inferential valid cognition. Inferential valid cognition is incontrovertible and it is valid cognition. So you intellectually know beyond a shadow of a doubt and understand beyond a shadow of a doubt emptiness, but you have not directly perceived it. You have only used a correct sign and reasoning to establish it as incontrovertible truth. So at that point in time, you're at the path of preparation, and you have this union of calm, abiding, and special insight. You go through four stages of this through the path of preparation till you're at the last mundane state that you're an ordinary being. And at that point, you have an inferential valid cognition of emptiness in a complete way. And then from there, from that point, you go into a direct perception of that emptiness that requires the calm abiding and special insight to be fueling it, but that isn't necessarily present uh, in a conceptual way at the apprehension of emptiness. So there is the uninterrupted path and then the path of release from emptiness and after that, one is a first ground bodhisattva and has the complete knowledge of the Four Noble Truths, has seen and understood the Four Noble Truths directly, and cannot ever be born in the lower realms again, uh, and is a very high holy being at the path of, of, of um, the first bodhisattva ground. And the bodhisattva, and Dalai Lama has said that he's heard of one in his whole lifetime.
any other I think that's it um, so we'll do the concluding mandal offering and dedication prayer I wish it was because you could just wish it was easier. This is all so hard. <laughs> I wish someone could just knock me out and it'd be over. Step on the trident, maybe. <laughs> the trident, yeah, that'd be good. I'd do it. It'd be easier. Okay, concluding mandal offering dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well, with whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse the three times. I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land, surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All-powerful Abhilkateshvara, Tenzin Jatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Rimchi Gutsi Shapi Denerlang. It's very important to always check like what you just did when 